Hello Super Johnny, hello Super Trevor, it's me, Mario, woohoo, mamma mia, you guys, you're number one, woohoo, see you in my games, aha. Trevor, we, uh, we're getting closer to the deadline here. We really need a great song for Daytona USA. Sega is trusting us, and we need this job. I know they've created this this arcade game that's supposed to just be revolutionary, but they left the music up to us, and I don't I don't know what we're gonna do for the theme song. I don't know. We've been we've locked ourselves in this room. It's been four days now. You smell terrible, quite frankly. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm just tired of your dumb, dumb face. I'm tired of it. Just go away. I'm tired. Wait. Wait, say that again? You're so tired of me. Just go away. Say that one more time? The last part? Go away. Just go away. Go away. Daytona! Just go away! Go away! Daytona! Let's go away! Let's go away! Daytona! Daytona! What do you think? What do we think about that? That sound good to you? I feel something there. That was something, I tell you. It's electricity. It's something. I. I just got to do it one more time. What do you think? Right. Yeah, right, here we go. That was a dry run. Let's okay. go. Try again. Okay. okay. Do, 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 do. Daytona! Daytona! Well, we did that. We sure did that. Yep. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Retro Blist, your number one singing podcast. That's why they come to us, for yep. the music, for our <laughs> velvety voices. Yep. That's what we're known for, our great, amazing Daytona! Let's go away! In case the audience couldn't tell what game we played today, we, of course, played Daytona! Daytona! USA! 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 That's what we played today. All right, we'll never sing again That's right. in our lives. We promise. We promise, yes. But thank you for tuning in. Unless I'm in the shower, or I'm in my car, or I'm just we randomly out in public. We are your number one weekly... That's right. ...game-by-game <laughs> podcast. W-E-A-K. Yep. Game-by-game <laughs> podcast covering video games... For systems released in the 80s and 90s, or 70s, as we proved last yes. a couple weeks ago with our Atari episode. A uh, classic. Yeah. Um, and I said number one, but when I say number one, I mean number one um, That's recorded 
and record. Well, maybe. Uh, okay. Actually, we're not. Real we're not the number one. Real now. question. Yeah. We're known as an honest podcast. What's your favorite podcast, and is it us? Just say yes or no if it's us. Yes or no. Yeah. You got to answer yes or no. Which one of those? I don't win either way. Nope. Because <laughs> we like... should put out something if we don't genuinely enjoy it. That's right. But at the same time, I don't want to be arrogant and say I'm my favorite podcast. <laughs> Which well, one is it? It's a no. But, <laughs> but hey. I love how honest that was. No. Like, he's almost heartbreak. You almost yeah. break your own heart to say it. Because, you know, in your deepest, darkest depths of your soul. But. No, we just need this. <laughs> if I was going to listen to a podcast about Daytona USA today in 2017, in the month of September. Well, you just dated this episode. Yeah. But yeah. I would probably pick ours. <laughs> yeah. Because where else are you going to go? Yeah. I mean, yes. But, yeah, so this is episode 67, 68. We're the only game in town. We're probably so, not even that. There's probably plenty of other podcasts talking about Daytona. Yeah, but USA. we're not talking about them. You never this asked me us. if this is my favorite podcast. Is this your favorite yes. podcast? Yes, without Fine. hesitation. I'm going to say it too, yes. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to stand by my uh, integrity, which everybody knows is like, it's a 10 out of 5. That's how much integrity I yeah. have. Uh, that we are by far the most entertaining video game themed podcast out there. I don't even care. Retro and our or- humility? Retro or otherwise. One. Yes. Number yes. one humility. And if you think somebody is more humble than us, I challenge them to a humble off. I challenge them to a fist fight. No, well, you, you can but do that. Let's just get some fun stuff out of the way. Okay. Basically, we need you to head over to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Do it now. Look for Retro Blist. That's right. And like us. Yes. So when we post about, for example, today's game, you'll see it ahead of time and you'll get to comment and stuff. Yeah. And we'll roll, read your name on the air with our silky smooth voices and our pronunciations. Yeah, so that means it'll be done incorrectly and sound like marbles are in our mouths. And also head to Instagram and follow us on there for the, basically Instagram I post on almost every day. Facebook is probably about every other day or so. Yeah. Which isn't bad for And Twitter, uh, we know us. that it exists. Twitter, uh, <laughs> yeah, it exists and I've not deleted our account. That's right. It's still technically there. I'm just really bad at it. Yeah. Um, And also, head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Yes. It's, Really, really appreciated. It needed. We need it. Uh, I was <laughs> okay. All right. I Where was talking to this? Trevor just yesterday, and I said, "Trevor, I'm in this deep, dark place. I don't like who I am. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm, I, I'm going to take this pillow." <laughs> so I don't want to separate this from any other day. But um, have we mentioned our uh, our yes. newest review? We did, didn't we? Yeah, we read it last time. All right, good. Awesome. Unless we have a new one. No, we don't. Okay. So? Of course we don't. Please do that. <laughs> embarrassing. <because laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> but no, really, uh, I don't think we mentioned this on the show, but we recently hit a small... No, yeah. We're not going to say what it was, but for us, it was a milestone. Yeah. It was just a goal we were trying to hit as far as people listening to the show, the, yeah. the numbers game. And our numbers are very, very tiny. Now, I believe, like, I but, guarantee compared to other shows, they probably hit it in their first episode. Right. But this is big for us, and we're beyond grateful that anybody chooses to spend any of their time or energy with us whatsoever. So right. thank you for your dumb mistake. <laughs> yes. And that being said, I think we're just going to get into it. Yeah, you're stupid. So, Let's go. <laughs> Daytona, USA. Wait, wait. Let's go away. <laughs> so well, we played, we technically played two games today. Right, so... First of all, I'll say Daytona USA was a massive hit in the arcades. Right, yes. 
uh, we're going to say, I'm going to talk a little bit about the arcades. I don't know if you have any memories. I do. But for the most part, we're talking about- general or just like of this game? Of this game. (laughs) Just go away. Um, (laughs) We'll we'll also talk about this earworm that's in our heads. that Hopefully it's in your heads now. Um, But it was a- a revolutionary game in the arcades. Yes. You could have up to eight of these cabinets linked together. The graphics were pretty much second to none at the time. But we're, for the most part, going to be covering the Sega Saturn versions. And but, I said versions. Right. two of them. But I think it's important that we have to say a little bit about right. the arcade version of this game, which is where it's probably most known. Right, yeah. Especially for people our age, when arcades were still kind of around. Yeah. This game was huge at one point. Oh, I remember yeah. there was not an arcade you could go to that didn't at least have a couple of these. It was, and it was just, when you walked in the arcade and you saw it, it just had such a presence. Uh, yeah, it's one of yeah. those where you actually got to sit down in the seat, and you had the steering wheel and all that kind of stuff, uh-huh. and it was fun. I remember it was one of the few games that made me actually kind of want to try out the manual mode, just because you had the cool gear shift. But I was always terrible. I always picked automatic anyways. <laughs> yeah. But. yeah, and in life, I can't drive a stick shift. I'm sorry. I can, but I choose not to. I can't. We can say that about a lot And of I things. choose to continue to can't. Okay. <laughs> so that, that pretty much sums us up, I guess. Yeah, as people and men. But, <laughs> but as far as the arcade goes, I'm, I'm, well, I've said I'm weird a lot, so I guess I'll just keep saying it. Yeah. I kind of had a weird but great childhood in that we were, I don't know how to say it. I don't know where you're going with this. My family as a whole, including me and my brother, for some reason, we didn't like to spend a lot of money on things that were like really temporary. So it was what we would do, but we love the arcades, but we would very rarely actually put the quarters in. <laughs> we would rather save our money and buy the home version if possible because, I don't know, we were just weird. You get to, you have something tangible. that way. Right. Yeah. And so I don't have a lot of memories of getting a stack of quarters and going to the arcades. What I do have a lot of memories of is watching the arcades and just looking at all the different games <laughs> and thinking maybe one day I'll get to play this at home. Yeah. People think it sounds like your dad was mean, but he did take you to let you look at arcade games run on uh, yes. the demos. One of my favorite memories, <laughs> I think it kind of is relevant to this episode, and I might have talked about it before, is going to the beach and dad <laughs> taking us, I think it was like a five mile walk. You know, when beach roads are like busy and stuff. Yeah. We walked a long way to go to this go-kart track to watch other people ride the go-karts. <laughs> And I didn't think of it as torture or mean. It was just something fun to do. But that's kind of how we were. You know, I, I, I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> and it sounds like we were abused when I say that. But clearly we weren't because we had a Sega Saturn with this yeah. game. And I even went but, to the beach with y'all a, a few times. Yeah. And I know that this story has to be true, though I don't think I was there for this one. Not this particular one. But I do. But I does sound like something that would happen. That being said, the beach, uh, one of the beaches around here in Myrtle Beach. Yeah. Which is kind of going downhill, I hate to say, a little bit because they took away a lot of the cool stuff. But they had some really cool arcades there. Yeah, they did. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I'm choking. You go ahead. No, oh, I thought <laughs> he was getting sad thinking about these memories. Just a hairball. <laughs> oh, I thought he had an actual uh, human moment for a second. That's what I get from What thinking. Is it called the boardwalk? What do they call it? Yeah, there's a boardwalk down there. Uh, the Myrtle Beach is actually a well-known beach, too. It's like a... Yeah. I think especially in the United States, at least everybody's heard of it. They had just... Yeah, just the whole arcade center and like a like yeah. a fairground and stuff. I will say one of the benefits of, of North Carolina is that literally where we are, we can get to the mountains in less than an hour and we can get to the beach in like five hours. Welcome to Retro Bliss, your geographical podcast. Yeah. North Carolina is above South Carolina. Exactly. It's north of it. 
So, do you have any memories of the actual arcade? I got so many memories, like one or two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents were very different when it comes to this. My dad loved to play arcade games and stuff. Yeah. And my mom did too, kind of. So, we would go all the time, honestly. Yeah, you did a lot more of this kind of stuff yeah. than us. Uh, we went quite a bit. Like, uh, we would love to go play uh, Pup Hutter Miniature Golf, whatever mm, you want to call oh, it. Me too. And a lot of those would have. Uh, you know, arcades in mm-hmm. them too, and we would do both. We would play some putt putt. And I used to be—I don't want to brag—but I used to be pretty above mediocre at putt putt. And mm-hmm. then uh, we would go play arcade games for the rest of the day, and I had a blast. And this was one of them. I'd play uh, the one in Morganton, which isn't too far from where we are now. Honestly, yeah. used to have this game Daytona. I played a little bit, and the other game that I loved, but we've already covered before, NBA Jam. Yeah, that which was another big game I got. You can't beat that, that combo yeah. right there. Those are probably the two, in my memories, the two biggest uh, arcade hits in the arcades was that and NBA Jam. And we don't have a lot of our arcades around here, but I've heard recently that there's still Daytona USA arcade machines around. Um, I'll get into some of that later in the Blitz Quiz. I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> but the arcade game had a very limited release in 1993, but a wide release in 1994. Uh, the Saturn version, which is kind of what we're going to focus on now, uh, came out in 1995. And then a year later, 1996, Daytona USA Championship Edition. Wait, is it Circuit Edition or Championship Edition? <laughs> Championship Edition. So I have it sitting right in front of me. Yes, I have the actual case sitting right in front of me, and I still got it wrong. So the game I actually had and that we grew up with. and the Technically, one... it says both. Championship Circuit Edition. You're right, it does. Yeah, that's probably why I got confused. Okay. So... The one I grew up with, and I didn't know there was another one on the Saturn, was the Daytona USA Championship Circuit Edition. Um, we'll get into the differences, but I had this game growing up. It came out in 1996 for this version. Do you have any memories of, of the actual Saturn version? The memories I have is going over to your house and playing that one. We played that one quite a bit, because mm-hmm. this one, unlike the original version, has a two-player mode. Yeah. And we'll tell the differences when we really get into it, but we played the heck out of it. It was just to have a 3D racing game. I don't remember exactly when we got the PlayStation because my brother, I remember, got the PlayStation um, at some point after I had the Saturn. And I don't remember exactly when, but at the time, I think it's safe to say that this and probably Need for Speed were the two 3D racing games yes. that we got to play. Yes. We've already covered Need for Speed on this podcast, actually. You go back and listen. Yeah. But this one, um, just from the back of the box for the Championship Edition, has a two-player split-screen mode. Uh, two new courses uh, added to the original game. A great new rock, techno, and jazz and funk music soundtrack. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, eight new cars. Four dynamic driving <laughs> perspectives, which is fantastic that they're out advertising camera views in the game because that used to be a big deal. It really did, honestly. And all the original. It used to be a humongous end. pickle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> um, deal pickle, get it? Yep. And this is amazing. This was probably our favorite part about the game. It's always good when you got to explain my dumb yeah. joke. <laughs> All the original end-over-end crashes. That was what sold me. <laughs> yeah. Growing up, let's be honest, we just wanted to crash all yeah. the time. That's all, yeah. that's all we cared about. Could we make a cool wreck? And this game was one of the first ones, along with Neeper Speed, that I really, truly remember that we could make some cool wrecks with. Yeah. So let's just, let's just dive into it. Do you want to start with the graphics? Okay, let's first say both of these games look very similar to each other. Mm-hmm. The the uh, Championship Circuit Edition, the updated version of it, looks a little better. Mm-hmm. But they look pretty similar overall. From what I understand, and you can tell it when you play it. Now again, growing up, 
the championship edition is the only one I knew about. The original only ran at about 20 frames per second. The championship edition is locked in at 30 frames per second. And it does feel a little faster. It, I will say, though, in the split-screen mode, I'm not sure that's true. But in the single-player, right. it's locked yes. at 30 frames per second, which feels pretty good. Um, supposedly, the draw-in distance is better in the championship edition. Um, that is one thing that stands out in this game, though. The the like the background loads in as you race Yes. Um, on the Saturn version. Of course, the arcade version, I'm sure, was not like that. But, but we also got to remember, during this time, a lot of your games were kind of like that. That was kind of just right. a part of it. Right. They were trying to do so much um, with, let's just say graphically, probably the most impressive thing is there's so many cars on the track. Yes. Single player. In yeah. the single player, yes. In the split screen, it's just you and your buddy. Right. But in the uh, the oval track, the, was it 347 Speedway? 37, I think is what it was called. 37, whatever it is, the, the oval track. What was funny is there's not a single track on here that's called Daytona track. Right, none of them are real tracks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's 40 cars on that oval track, which is crazy. And I remember impressive. thinking that was crazy. And on some, I think on the rest of them, there's 20. 20, yeah, I think that's Which right. is still impressive, especially at the time. Right. So the, the draw-in, the pop-in, whatever you want to call it, it's very manageable um, in the single-player mode. In the two-player mode, uh, if the other person's ahead of you much, it kind of looks like they're floating in the air. Yes. But... now They're, they're out there in the blue sky! Blue... How's that go? <laughs> yeah, oh man. I can't wait till we get to that part. <laughs> so the... I guess the original version, we should mention, just Daytona USA, for the Saturn, only had single-player. And I just would three say... three tracks, right? Just three tracks. Yeah which I guess we can talk about in the gameplay. But graphically, they are really comparable, but I do think the pop-in is less in the Championship Edition. Yeah, and I do think the damage model was a little more detailed on yep. the Championship Edition. I think you're right. It's not, it's not terribly, like, epic in differences, but you can still see a little bit more damage on the Championship yeah. Edition. And which, to us, when we were kids, that was a big deal. Because, like, your car gets, like, wavy, like this bowed in on the front and the <laughs> yeah. back. And it always looks the same once you've read, but it's still cool. Yeah. And just the, graphically speaking, the camera views are pretty cool because you've got the, the usual out-of-the-car views, but you've also got the over-the-hood view. Right. The bonnet view, whatever it's called. And I don't remember any game doing that before this. They may have, but that was cool to me. It's called a hood view here in the States. And a bonnet, a bonnet is the England, I believe. In America, a bonnet is something wherever your head. That's right. Not really. I don't really call it that, but. Yeah. What are we? We're multicultural here at Retro Bliss. We are. We love you, Australia. Yes. Just a tangent here. I've had a pretty long conversation with our buddy uh, Tim Barnett on Instagram mm-hmm. about how deadly Australia actually is. Yes, drop bears are dangerous. Yes, and <laughs> I love what he said. He said something about uh, this is a total tangent, but I asked him as somebody who lives in Australia, is it really is the wildlife really as dangerous as is hopped up to be? And he said, if you go looking for it, it is, but it's kind of like gun violence in America. <laughs> I mean, if you go looking for it, it's dangerous, but oh, we're getting that's, really a sad, here. that's a sad but true statement. <laughs> we're getting really political here. Yeah. No, but just like, basically the chances of getting shot by a random kangaroo kangaroo <laughs> is the same as getting shot by a random drug deal here in America. What if Australia had a really bad, uh, a really big uh, animals with weapons problem? <laughs> but you know, I'm honest, if I had to go out, I'd rather go out by like a giant squid than like a drug deal going bad or something. If I was going to get shot, I'd rather be a giant squid holding eight guns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, graphically, the two versions are comparable, but I will say that the, the championship edition wins out hands down. 
because it's a better frame rate, less draw yeah. in. Oh, the Championship Edition apparently used the Sega Rally Championship graphic engine for the Sega Saturn. I can't wait till we cover that game because now that is a great racing game. Well, but, spoiler alert. I mean, it might Or be. was it? Ugh. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, your different camera views, um, the pretty solid frame rate in the championship version, but some pretty big uh, pop-in in both versions. I think if you just want to bull it down, if you're going to choose between these two versions and you're going to go by graphics-wise, yeah. you need to get the championship circuit edition. Yeah. It looks better. Yeah. But it's not to the point where I would say it's going to blow me away in the differences in how the two looks. And I would say, like, compared to other games at the same time, I think purely from a graphical standpoint, this looks a little bit more impressive than the original, like, Ridge Racer on the PlayStation. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a better game necessarily, not got to that yet. I'll go ahead and say that it is. But I was never a Ridge Racer fan. I'm sorry. Don't at me. I don't know. (laughs) I think it was pretty impressive in 95 um, or 96 for the championship version. Yeah. Want to get on to the gameplay? Let's do it. All right. Rolling start. Right. You go ahead and... <laughs> just go away. So, <sighs> gameplay is just like any racing game. Mm-hmm. You have a gas button that uh-huh. lets you go. Trevor and I always chose automatics. That's how we, like we said before. So, I'm certain it's a little different if you choose manual. But overall, yeah. one button is a go. Another button is your brakes. And another button is your views. That's pretty much all you need. Any directional pad lets you steer. I never learned to use the brakes. Yeah. <laughs> no, most Is this as simple as it gets? It's yeah. an arcade racing game. Yeah. Literally ported from the arcades. Um, and so I think if you sit down and play this after playing modern racers, it almost feels like, um, I don't know. How would you describe the controls? Like it's an arcade racer, so it's not meant to feel realistic. Yeah. But you still have pretty good control over here. It's interesting though, because it's also sort of based on NASCAR. So, I think they try to infuse a little bit of that, that in there. So to me, it doesn't feel like, um, for example, Ridge Racer. It, it feels, I don't know, I thought you have more control than a Ridge Racer. I think you have more control and it's and it's pretty forgiving at times, it feels. Yeah, that's a good word for it. It's, yeah. it's an arcade racer. Yeah, it's very forgiving. It's nowhere near sim-like as, say, your Gran Turismo's or whatever. Right. So nothing like that. There's a lot of little nuances it does that I really like. Like the fact that there's pits that you could actually go into and it would fix your car. Was kind of cool, though. It's though a good it would ruin you. It would ruin you. You wouldn't win, but it's cool that they it's had cool that happened, option. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty neat. The differences between the two games, when it comes to the cars, let's start there. Yeah. Uh, the first one is just two cars. Yeah. And just two different colors, and this one there's a lot more. There's five or six at the start. How many do you yeah, get to choose from? Maybe more than that. I think seven or eight. Seven or eight. And then... Probably tells me in the manual. And then another little spoiler alert. There's some cheat codes you can put in that are well worth doing, may I yeah. add. That throw in some very awesome very awesome cars. One is one that just has just like a super card that has all the stats maxed out. And should we go and give away the other two? I think yeah. we should. You can literally put in a code and drive a horse. Yep. A literal horse. It's just awesome. Yeah, it's just, it just starts you out right at the beehole view, and <laughs> and you just follow this horse around the track. And spoiler alert, you can flip the horse. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, those end over end crashes the game is so famous for, you can still do that with the horse. Yeah, it's pretty great. So I, I'm looking at the manual now for my original 1996 version of the Championship Edition. Brag. And you can control with the Sega Control Pad, which is what we did. Yes. Which, side note, I think we've mentioned this, but I really like the Sega Saturn controller. I like it quite a bit. It's really, it really reminds me of that Sega Genesis one that I liked a lot. The, the six, six button. The yeah. six button one, which is probably my all-time favorite controller. It's one I had 
from a childhood. Yeah. And this one really gives me that same feel. It's very much modeled after it. The it kind of takes the Super Nintendo controller was more versatile than the, even the six button Genesis controller. I feel like the Sega Saturn controller comes a little closer though because you added in the shoulder buttons. Yeah. Um, but a great D pad. Um, anyways, then you got the Sega Saturn arcade racer, which I always thought looked cool. It's just like this weird looking handle thing. Looks like something like if you're having back problems. <laughs> it does look. It looks like a heating pad, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then the 3D controller, which. Sorry, I guess we're getting off topic here, but this is in the manual, so it's sort of on topic. The 3D controller looks like a like the Enterprise, doesn't it? it the Starship does. Enterprise. It does. <laughs> I have this thing, and I think it's awesome. It's it basically it adds analog uh, control. Yeah, we didn't use it though. Right. We used the actual uh, Saturn controllers for this. So I was trying to get to the different cars. I hope they're in here. And they got sidetracked. Yeah, you prob- they probably aren't. They're just different cars. They all look different. They look like. Uh, like a generic NASCAR oh, cars, if you want to compare them to something. Uh, like there's, a, I'm trying to remember some of them. One's a Hornet, I think. A Hornet was the like the big iconic one, the yeah. red and blue. I love that one. You got Magic, Phoenix, Oriole, Oriole, a Wolf. They are in here. They're just not in order. Um, they just gal. What is that one? Anyway, it's different cars. Probably more importantly though, um, the tracks, and they are listed in here. Yeah. So the original version only had three tracks. This is a Sega arcade racing game. They are known to not give you a lot of content, quality <laughs> quality or quantity. Right. So the original, I believe, had the 3.7 Speedway, which is your oval, which is just a blast. It's just, I hate to say it, it's just an oval, but I think it might be my favorite track because you got 40 cars. I would say it's by far, I would say in arcade racers, it's an iconic track. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And what's really cool about it, as you go around, you can look at little things on the sides like Sonic's. In a mountain, carved into a mountain at one uh-huh. point. Uh, there's like a slot machine-like thing going over your head at some point. So, they put a lot of little bells and whistles yeah. in it, too. And then I know for sure the Seaside Street Galaxy was in the original, which is supposed to be like the most challenging course in the game. There's a lot of ways you can ram into the wall and take your own turn. Um, National Park Speedway is a fun little short track with a big, almost like a roller coaster hill. And then you got Dinosaur Canyon and Desert City. And to be honest, I always confuse the two. Um, no, sorry, National Park Speedway is like my second favorite track. It's the one with the, um, how do you describe it? It's sort of in the woods. <laughs> I want to let I'm you really, find it here. I'm really just selling it here. Yeah, I literally just played this and I don't remember. <sighs> Anyways, one of the cool things about Which was the one that had the statue? That was the seaside. Okay. I liked that just because of the statue. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a statue of Jeffrey. He was a character from yeah. Virtual Fighter. Yeah. And at one point, you'll drive around, and it looks like just a statue, just a giant statue. Yeah. But then, apparently, you can push some buttons when X. you come around it, yeah. and he'll actually stand on his head. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. I said, Johnny, look at the statue, because I read this trick. Yeah. You can just keep pressing the X button, he turns on his head. It's pretty funny. Um, then you got Dinosaur Canyon and Desert City. They're both kind of desert canyon theme so to be honest i confuse those two yeah but my favorites were definitely uh national park and then three seven speedway um and the galaxy one like you said because uh the statue yeah um that being said five tracks uh i can't remember how many cars seven or eight um plus the special cards you can add in right. with your codes and then as far as modes you have your arcade racing mode which is probably the best way to play yeah you try to race, don't run out of time. Uh, Just like in the arcades, pretty much. Right, you try not to run out of time. Try to place as high as you can, which is pretty cool when there's 20 to 40 tracks on the car- screen. 
Um, then you have time attack, which is exactly what you'd think. Yes, it's where you take a sword and you try to cut time as much as you can. Exactly. Then the two-player battle was awesome at the time, but it's probably the mode that holds up the least now. Yeah, that's that was the most surprising part of this. Yeah. Just from a, a nostalgia standpoint. Yeah. This was a game me and you grew up with, playing together, me and you and your brother. We would take turns playing this two-player. And I remember loving this at the time. Yeah. But when we played it today, I definitely thought playing it one-player was way more of a better experience. The two-player mode, you lose two of the best things about the game. One is the fact that there's so many cars on the screen, which is pretty cool. And in the two-player, there's not. And also, you lose some of the speed, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, plus, there's a lot worse pop-in. Yes. And but, yeah. but the one cool thing it did happen to a player is Trevor started on one side of the track, I started on the other, <laughs> and we ran into each other on purpose, and the wreck was fantastic. That's all we needed, really. Yes. I miss those times. We would spend hours <laughs> setting up wrecks. That National Park Speedway, I remember is one yeah. we did it on a lot. Yeah. Just setting up wrecks and running into each other. Yeah. I mean it's it's so it was great for that. We were um, easily entertained. Yes. It really it's, showed our intelligence. Yes. And it hasn't changed. But control-wise, I think it feels good. It's yeah. an arcade racer. I can't really compare it to the arcade game because it's been years since I've even played it. But you could even tweak the controls. Like It would let you choose how touchy they were, I guess. Yeah, like the, the, the sensitive tips. Yeah. Sensitive words. Sensitive tip. Sensitivity. Yeah, no sensitive tip. Of the, of the <laughs> turning. Let's move on. I did not shift last night, and I'm struggling a little. Um, That's dedication to this podcast, though. Yes. Speaking of dedication, speaking of um, heaven, heavenly places. I don't know where this is going, but I'll stay on board. I think we need to talk about the music. Oh, okay. I'm okay. I'm with you on this. This is where this game soars. This is where the first game, the original Daytona yes. USA, blows the second game out of the water. And it's not even close. If they would have took the music from the first one and had it on that new one, that would have been the perfect Daytona USA game. So let me just give a little backstory. Yes. I only ever... As a young man, as a child, teenager, only ever had the championship edition. Didn't even know there was an original one on the Saturn. And we were missing out. So the championship edition, we'll just say straight up, is the better game in 9 out of 10 categories. Yeah. More tracks, way more cars, better frame rate, less clipping, uh, two-player mode, even if it doesn't hold up all that well. But I found out not that long ago that not only was this sort of the sequel or redone version... But it did not have the original music. And so I hunted down a copy of the original game. So we play both today. Right. And did I let you down when I hopped the music? You were hopping the music all week before. We decided we were going to play this last week, a week ago. And you were hopping the music since then. Yeah. And I do remember you mentioned the music before then, too, even. like Yeah, like a year ago, I got excited about yeah. this music. <laughs> yeah. So I went into this cold, but I had high expectations because of you. And I was not in the least let down. It's been a long time since I've been beyond interested in the soundtrack of a game. And it's purely because of this guy who, you got his name written down somewhere. Oh yeah, so Mr. Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Mitsuyoshi. Yeah. Okay, so he did, according to you, he did all the music in this game, right? He did all the music and the vocals, according to the sources I found. Yeah. So that's the that's the key, is the vocals. Yep. If he just took the vocals out of it, I don't think I would like it. That's just me being honest. I would be like, well, this is very generic. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but it was generic. It was very... Ar it may to be fair, it made me feel like I was in the arcade. Well, I I'll say that 
I kind of love the Sega era yeah. arcade music. So I love the music anyways. Yeah, it definitely has a, its own tone, I guess. But from what it. I understand, the arcade version, he did it all like with synthesizers on a keyboard. For the Sega Saturn, for the initial Daytona USA Sega Saturn version, he did actual live vocals uh, that for were, pretty much all the songs. And that's where this game soars above the rest. Yes. Honestly, I've, I told you, even games that I love, Sonic 2 is one of my all-time favorite soundtracks for a game. Yeah. But I was never once felt the need. No, I yearned to find out about the person who composed it as much as I did in this one. Uh, my first question was, who is this guy? And then when we found out who, he's, who he was, I was like, if there's any justice in this world, this guy has a great life. Because it just brings complete giant smiles to my dumb, stupid face. So let me do my our fans a favor. I was going to say my fans. <laughs> so I probably you might be right, though, to be honest. I probably only have a couple. Well, you probably have more than I do. So... Let me, uh... That was that was us fishing for compliments. Well, I was, uh, sidetracked. Okay. So, look up Daytona USA, Let's Go Away. Yes. That's the name of the song. We'll probably, it'll probably play during this episode at some point. Yeah, that's... But, spoiler alert, music is done post-production. <laughs> well, the, if everything went well, it played during the opening after our <laughs> terrible rendition. Yeah. Um, but watch Mr. Takanobu, and I'm sorry, I'm probably saying his name wrong. Watch him perform perform live this song. There's just so much joy in him and his and in his just even in his mannerisms. movements and mannerisms. There's no way you can't watch this and not have a smile on your face. It's when I discovered this. I remember sending it to you and Derek, my brother. And at the time, I don't think y'all knew what in the world was going on. No, because you had no context. But yes, it's incredibly cheesy. Let's be honest. Yeah, but I'm not making fun here. This guy makes me happy. There's a difference between cheesy bad and cheesy, but it puts a smile on your face. Yeah. Like the old, uh, the Adam West Batman yeah. was very cheesy. There's no way you would say it wasn't cheesy. Right. But I couldn't watch that show without having a smile on my face. And I love that show. Right. I got the same, it's a weird, it's a weird comparison, but I feel it fits here. I got the same feeling from this guy in these songs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You, I would never, ever say that these songs are better than the songs of Mario or better than the songs on Sonic the Hedgehog or, or, or Donkey Kong Country. It's not better than those. It's just its own thing. It's its own thing, and it's just as enjoyable as they are for different reasons. Yeah. But I couldn't not... I'm so glad that you brought this to me. <laughs> I told you, it's, like, it's been a long time since I've heard a soundtrack that I really wanted the soundtrack to. <laughs> I, I bought the lesser version of the game just because I had to have these songs. Yeah. <laughs> so... And you can go through the music test as a side note. Oh, yeah. You can listen to every single yeah, song. Yeah, you can listen to every single song. And there's a lot more on there than what you would hear just playing the game. So Let's Go Away is... is The hit. That's the, the hit. hit. The hit yeah. single. That's the hit single. Um, But there's also the... Is it Blue Skies? Blue Skies, yep. Then there's the... What's the one about David? <laughs> what was that one called? So oh, song yeah, about David. Uh, just the random name is in there. And the random the, name is David. It's the one that plays when you uh, enter your name, I believe. Yeah. Oh, I think I have it. I can't remember if there's any lyrics in this one, though. David oh. goes to something. I need to stop playing a video on my phone on a podcast. David goes to something. That's what it's called. And we yeah. don't know who David is, but we're jealous that we're not David. David goes to Victory Lane. <laughs> okay. Um... There's just several. You need to, you it's need to check it. them all out. Yes. I'm I'm assuming these are all on YouTube somewhere. And if they are, 
do yourself a favor. Go listen to these. This was by far the standout of this game. Was this soundtrack here? We Out of have, both games, honestly. It's not a knock on the game, but I thought the same thing. The most fun I have had all day, easily, was going through the soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. And so this performance of him performing it live was from 2012. And, sorry, bodily functions. <laughs> so, I love this. Your bodily functions? Yes. <laughs> he, he made this music in 93, 94, around that time. I believe completely sincerely, not trying to be stupid or goofy, just making the music the best he could. And then you find this video from 2012, and he still is totally passionate about it. He's really into it. And it, and no matter if you like the music or not, like his passion really comes through. Yeah. And there's no way I, I would ever want anything bad to happen to this man because... It's just pure joy. I think he just screams pure, uh, pure joy. Yeah, it just I don't know. I, it's hard to put. You just need to find the video. Yeah. It's him singing the song "Let's Go Away," and I just can't watch it and not smile. Yeah, it's just I think just seeing somebody still enjoy something they made that long ago that is probably not appreciated by everyone. Uh, speaking of the Championship Edition, which is the version I always had growing up, has remixes. It's remixes. It doesn't have his vocals. Yeah, there. and that takes all the fun out of it. And I will say, th- that video you were just talking about, that's one of those videos that you can play if you're having a bad day and you just need a little pick-me-up. Yeah. And I'm not even making that up. I'm that not would, either. That no. would honestly make you at least happy for at least, what, how long is that video? Like five minutes or something like that? The full version's ten minutes. I think it's got some of him talking, but yeah. the song's like five minutes. Um, Yeah, the I never knew what I was missing by playing the Championship Edition, but now we played it second after I showed you all the songs in the first one. Yeah. And yes, it's a better game. It's kind of a letdown, though. But I did feel like it was a little bit empty because (laughs) I missed this guy's voice. I I mean, this guy... What what was the first thing that I asked you? Please tell me this guy did other soundtracks. (laughs) And uh, I was lazy and didn't really look it up. But I know he did other arcade games and stuff. I could probably look up his name now if you have something to talk about. I don't. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So, let me just look it up anyways. All right, go ahead. But... uh, I think people may think that we're overselling this music, but I'm telling you, from the bottom of my dumb, stupid heart, I love this music. It was incredible. Yes. And we're going to be singing it for a while. Like, it's going to be in your head. It is one of those earworms, as they call them. It'll just stick there for a while. Did you find something? And so it's named First Game Major Recognition after the release of Daytona USA, which he wrote and personally sang all the vocals. Yeah. And by the way, he wrote all the music because this was just some guy they got off the street. I wouldn't enjoy it as much, but this man made the music, and it's good arcade game music. And then he put his voice over all of it. I use the word brave when I describe David Wise's music for Donkey Kong Country, because it was just so serious. Yeah. I think this man was brave, too, because he put his soul and joy on the line. He put his essence out there. Yes. But let me go ahead and do this real quick. His biggest hit on this this one, I would think probably in all of them, would be Daytona's... Let's go away. Yeah. I have the lyrics here. This is the English lyrics. I'm going to read them to you as as in I'm just reading them. Yeah. So here we go. <clears throat> Let's go away. Do da do da do 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 do. Daytona. Daytona. Let's go away. Daytona. Daytona. Let's go away. Daytona. Way hey he we hey he way hey he. Way he Daytona, let's go away in Daytona, <laughs> and it's just that over and over and over again. Oh, at the very end, here we go. 
I'm going to skip down to the end of this. He goes, uh, way, hey, he, way, hey, he, way, hey, he, way, he, Daytona, ah. Uh. There's a more, uh, I guess, extended version of the track that also has more lyrics too, though, right? Like, I think uh, so. This yeah. is your crew chief. This is a tough course or something like that. Yeah. All kinds of crazy lyrics. That's what he sings that one on, on the video we talked about. So he has, uh, I guess we have to turn in our street cred because I knew the name, but I didn't know what all he had done, but he's done a lot. Virtual racing, Daytona USA, virtual fighter. Oh, wow. Um, Sega rally championship. <laughs> so a lot of your iconic Sega games from his time. He did, uh, he, with other people, he worked on Shinmu. Wow. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of a lot of stuff here. So yeah, just check him out, Takanobu Mitsuyoshi. Check him out; he's awesome, and he was the best part about these games to me. He's the best part of my day today. Yeah. I'm not even making that up. Yeah. So well, I think that's. Do you have anything else before we get to our final scores? I think this I is think a tough it. game for me to score. I'm just gonna go ahead and say well, that. Well, here's now. the thing: it's two different games, and well, do you want to go first? I guess I can. I can try. <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to give a different score for both games, but that's tough. I'm going to give one score for both. Yeah, I'm going to consider these one game, uh, which is almost uh, gameplay. Because gameplay, the only difference to me in these games overall is his singing. Honestly, <laughs> that's the only thing I made one stand out above the other to me personally. Yeah, even though one, even though the newer one is probably just. A better overall, it's an updated version of the, the original. Yeah. But to me, if I was going to get one or the other, I'm going to get the original 100%. I'm not even think twice about it because of this of the music. The music by itself, I'm going to give it a review. The music mm-hmm. by itself, it's between eight and nine all day long. I really loved it. I would listen mm-hmm. to it a hundred times. I'm going to give it an eight and a half just on the music. Okay, but then it goes to the actual gameplay. It still is okay today. I don't think it holds up near as much as when I was a kid, especially the two-player. The two-player is almost kind of pointless today, yeah. almost. Uh, you know, to have a good two-player racing game now, you need other cars on the track, too. And they probably just couldn't do it at the time. They probably yeah. did all they could. So it kind of loses some points there for me. The game itself is still decently fun to play, mm-hmm. but the music really helps it a lot. In that first one. So I'm going to kind of tie this all together and say, I'm going to give this series, I'm going to call this a series, these two games a series. Yeah. I'm going to give it a six and a half. But the music itself is going to eight and a half. The, on the original, the yeah. original one. Yeah, this this is tough. I, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to make it simple. If you have a Sega Saturn, uh, neither of these games are expensive. Um, I think what you need to do just from a gameplay standpoint is buy the Championship Edition. It's got more cars, more tracks, smoother frame rate, um, less pop-in. It's simply the better game. It's, it's basically got twice as much content. I wish the Championship Edition was the one they released on the Saturn like as like the only version, and that it had all the original music in it. Yeah. I think they were worried it was too much, maybe, for people, and they wanted to make it a little more... Well, it's still like weird and jazzy, but it's yeah, not... But it's nowhere near as... As uh, Memorable. joyful as right. the other one. Um, I, I am going to review them separately. I'm going to say the original Daytona USA, the Saturn version. They did a good attempt at bringing the arcade home, but you could tell it was a little bit rushed. 
which is why they followed up with the championship edition, I'm sure. I think the original is about a 6 out of 10, but if you find it and you have a Saturn, buy it and just play the music. Yes. <laughs> I'm giving the game itself a 6 out of 10, but buy the game. What would you give the music? Oh, for pure joy? Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Nine, I mean. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and I really do enjoy the music too. It's not just the, the goofy vocals. I enjoy it. I think it's, it's, it's the right kind of cheese. Yes. Um, but the championship edition as a game, I'm actually going to give it a seven because I do think it's worth coming back to for the arcade single player experience. You got the five tracks. They're worth mastering. Um, it's not perfect. I don't think the two-player version holds up much at all. But from a pure gameplay standpoint, I think I think the Championship Edition is still worth checking out. I think I'm going to give it a 7 because I do think it's worth keeping around. Even though it came out in 96, it's still fun. Um, well, if you take your two scores and put them together, you get a 6.5. You do, yeah. So. But what I'm going to do is recommend the Championship Edition for fun, I'm gameplay, gonna, and gonna... the original for joy and life. So I want to go with the original all day long. If you had to choose, if you had to only get one of these two, which one would you get? I'm going original all day long. Well, I'm not even thinking twice about the it. The sequel gave me my joy from my childhood because me and my brother really enjoyed this game. I mean, game. now. But now, yeah, I would go with the original <laughs> yeah. if I can only have one because I can't imagine not having this music in my life. <laughs> Seriously. So, yeah. That's true. So this is a weird review. I would say yeah. they're both, though, Retro Blister approved. They are because for the price, I didn't look them up, but I know they're not much. Um, and, yeah, just... Just give them a chance. Don't expect perfect gameplay or perfect graphics, but I think you're in for a good time. I think so, too. Yeah. So, Retro Bliss approved. Now, Trevor, it's time, as always, for us to take a break so people can, you know, just, they need a breather from listening to us babble on like right. a couple of uh, morons that exactly. we are. Yeah. And uh, roll this beautiful commercial instead. Who gives you raging arcade gameplay? Who gives you the most authentic sports games? Sega! Who gives you a game that lets you fly? Sega! And who gives you access to the internet on your TV? Sega! Play games, surf the net, only on Sega Saturn. Sega! Well, that was beautiful. That was a break for everybody. Yeah. But now we're back, and we're sorry. And also, you know what it's time for? The Blitz Quiz! So, okay, by the side note, we actually prepared one this time. Yes, after embarrassing Atari episode. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, let us know how you enjoy our episode with guests, because we've had a few lately. Yeah, I think by the time you hear this one, the one before this, we had a guest. And we're going to have a couple more as this goes on. We This is just a, a show side note. Overall, we want the show to just to be me and you. But we also, every once in a while, want to have guests on that we want to have on. And we are going to keep it, the, like... This is going to sound arrogant because I don't know if anybody cares to be on the show. But don't if we don't ask you or something, don't be offended because for the most part, this is just that's our, our shtick. It's just me and you, you yeah, know, sitting down talking about we games. Just, and we just want to have people we think will fit with our shtick. 
which is maybe a cut down to them. And a cut down to us. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, your first Bliss Quiz question. Okay, hit me. So, which of these is true? All right. A, IGN ranked Daytona USA the sixth most influential racing game ever. B, it's the highest grossing sit-down arcade cabinet ever. C, Edge ranked uh, at number 70 in the top 100 best games to play today. Or D, all of the above. D. Yep. So the, the they're mostly talking about the arcade version. Is a very, very well-respected game still today. Yeah. Highest-grossing sit-down arcade cabinet. Um, well, I knew B was true. Yeah. And the other ones just sound like they could be true. It sounded like something I wouldn't make up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This Trevor, for you. Number one. Here we go. And here we go now. Yep. <laughs> here we go. Daytona International Speedway. Daytona. Was, All right. Was built in 1959. Okay. Uh, from starting line to starting line, how many miles long is one lap? I'm going to give you some choices. Hmm. One, is it one mile long? Two, three miles long? Uh, C, or three, I wrote numbers instead of letters. <laughs> Two and a half miles long? Uh, D, three and a half miles long? Oh my gosh. Or or E, blue sky! <laughs> Two and a half? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I want to say blue skies because that's better. But. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Daytona, um, I didn't include this in the quiz. I was going to. Uh, basically, when they came up with the idea to make this game, they wanted something. They had seen a NASCAR race, the the designers of the game, and they wanted something that captured that simplicity. Yeah, I don't think this feels at all like NASCAR. No, <laughs> at all. The but, uh, spoiler alert: I don't know if we ever get to cover a NASCAR game. The PlayStation One had NASCAR games, so it's okay. A possibility. Well, that's some of our favorite ones, yeah. <laughs> and the music helps with it too. Yeah, but uh, those games are better NASCAR games. Right, this Overall. is totally a Sega arcade racing game. Yeah. You do not need to like NASCAR. But I can see, but you definitely see that influence. Yeah. And they don't have the license or anything either, so that's probably part of why it doesn't feel yeah. like NASCAR. But anyways, the next question, number two. Mm-hmm. Which of these is a real Daytona game? Is it A, Daytona Beach Party Racing, B, Daytona Championship USA, C, Daytona Master Circuit? Which is a real game? You want to hear the choices? Yeah, please. Daytona Beach Party Racing. Daytona Championship USA. Daytona Master Circuit. Daytona Master Circuit. Nope, it's actually the most boring sounding one. Daytona, this this is awesome. I think we need to make it... If we ever do this Patreon, we've been saying we're going to do for months. <laughs> and we haven't, because apparently we don't want your money. So... Keep enjoying this free podcast. Um, as we uh, as we rot in our poverty. <laughs> yes. That can be the subtitle. Uh, the Retro Blist uh, uh, biography. Yeah. Retro Blist, rotting in their poverty. Um, Daytona Championship USA came out two months ago and is an arcade game. Like, that just came Are you out. Serious? Yeah. Wow. So, June 2017, an arcade game. I want to see what it looks like. I have to look this one up. There's two things I've learned about this that make me want to play it. Okay. First of all, as you're playing, you get live video of your buddies, like of their face. Like It's like if you're in second place and you pass them, they bump down the second. <laughs> it shows their face. Yeah. That's cool. The second best thing, and I don't know what version of it is, but it features the song Let's Go Away. <gasps> okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, that was a legitimate, like, 
sound from my face. Yeah. So we need to find this. Yeah. It might be like a Chuck E. Cheese or something around here. Uh, well, Which would be weird, two guys in their 30s without kids walking into Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese. Yeah. I don't even know if you can do that legally. You can't. I think you have to have a kid. But we're podcasters. Well, we also have family members who have kids. We'll borrow a child <laughs> yes. and tell them we just want to spend time with them. Yes. It's not because we want to go play this Daytona USA game and hear can the song. We borrow your child? Yes. We want to go play in Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go cry a little bit. Okay, here we go. Trevor, number two. How many stars, this is out of five stars, Okay. does Google rate, you know, you can look up things on Google and it'll rate things for you, mm. uh, the America's Best Value Inn, that's what it's called, it's a hotel that's five and a half miles from Daytona Airport on Daytona Beach. 58 people reviewed this. What a random question. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> okay. Wait, wait, wait. I want to give uh, you some clues. Okay. It features free Wi-Fi, free parking. Uh, air conditioning, it's kid-friendly, it's pet-friendly, there's kitchens in all of the rooms, and there's an outdoor picnic area with barbecues and such. I was hoping you were going to say it had something to do with this game, but I guess it's near Daytona. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Let's go with 4.7 stars. <laughs> you were so off. It is 1.7. Oh, mercy. I'm going to read a review that made me laugh from <laughs> this person. It says, unfortunately, this is one of the most run-down yet seems to be in the same price range of much, much better hotels. The air conditioning system is completely run down. <laughs> the front of the AC was torn off <laughs> and placed above the main unit. And it got worse from there. Half the bathroom door paint was gone. The microwave was broken. Lights and plugs didn't work right. <laughs> wow. So, so American Best Value in. if you yeah. want to sponsor Retro Bliss, yeah. give us a call. But it's only like $58 a room. Well, shoot. Can't beat that. <laughs> but a lot of them are actually pretty expensive down there. Yeah. And that's if you book it today, by the way. Free roaches. Yeah. Okay, so. I don't know about roaches. Let's not. We no, don't want to get. We're not slandering. We're them. not going to slander anything. I just read a review that somebody read that was there. We're going to cease and desist from <laughs> yeah. the hotel. So, question three. You are one for two so far. Let's try to make it two for three. Okay. So, what exclusive sixth track was in the PC release of the Championship Edition? So the PC edition actually had six racetracks. Okay. Was it called Silver Ocean Causeway, Galloping Galaxy, Intertwining Interstate Tunnel? Uh, Galloping Galaxy. Nope. It was Silver Ocean Causeway. Damn it. It's, the more, it's always the boring one. <laughs> yeah. I think Galloping Ga- Galaxy I made up because of the horses and the galaxy car. I think that's maybe what I was thinking. I feel yeah. like you said galloping earlier when we were playing. I think so. And that made me think of it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm one for three. Well, how have I done so far? You're one for two. Okay. So you so could you. you could beat me if you get this one right. I went to vividseats.com, and that's just a place. That sounds like another random question. <laughs> it's just a place where you could go and get tickets to things, like a stub hub or okay. something. Okay. Okay, here you go. How much were the cheapest tickets to next year's Daytona 500 that I saw oh, on vividseats.com? Uh, the cheapest? The cheapest tickets that I saw. The cheapest. Okay. Daytona 500. That's the biggest race in all the NASCAR still, yeah. right? Yes. I would say, just a side note, I don't really watch NASCAR near as much as I used to, as in I don't think I've watched a race in two or three years. But Daytona is still the one that everybody recognizes and remembers. I'm assuming, though, there's still like some really nosebleed seats that aren't as much. Well, this is the cheapest one you found. It doesn't mean it's actually the cheapest, I guess. Uh, yeah, making sure I'm saying that I uh, saw on this site. 
I have no idea because I know like college football games here in America can sell for hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a ticket, yeah. if not thousands. Because we're a very progressive place and we love to see people running head first into each other and causing long-term damage to their brains. I could do a whole podcast <laughs> on that, but I won't. Um, we probably just really alienated a lot of people. Probably did. Let's go $600. Wow. Okay. Well, you're one for three. Okay. 118. Oh. Which is still a lot. That's per ticket. Yeah. That still adds up. Because you're not it's, going to go by yourself. I would pay $118 just to go and sing Daytona. I will say, side note, though, I've been to a couple NASCAR races a long times ago when I used to watch it. And they're a fun time. If you go with friends, they're a good time. We used to go. <laughs> I've been to a football game, though, and I don't even care about football. And I had a good time because of the people I was with. And I've been to a hockey game. Did you go to a hockey game with us at one That time? was fun. There was that a fight that broke out. Yeah. And we don't even care about hockey, but the actual going to the hockey game itself was a lot of fun. Well, we went a couple of times to the Hickory Motor Speedway, which is, we could have talked about this in history thing, I guess. We could have, yeah. Uh, in our right. area, the Hickory Motor Speedway is actually kind of famous in a way in don't NASCAR. Don't they claim to be the birth of NASCAR? It's not the birth of NASCAR, but a lot of the people who go on to become uh, some big names in the sport have raced there before. Okay. So it's kind of a big deal. Like uh, Dale Jarrett, which I think he's retired by now and it's really dating us. He's actually from Hickory and he raced at that track and all this kind of stuff. But well, anyway. It's a little tiny track. It's very small. I remember being very, very loud. Um, and to tobacco put, getting spit on you. <laughs> I literally had a man, when I was a kid, we went to the Hickory Motor Speedway, had a man spit chewing tobacco on my head. <laughs> and I remember my parents obviously being upset, mm-hmm. but I was just confused. Why would this man spit tobacco on my head? Yeah. Uh, Merka. Did he mean to do it? That's my question. I'm assuming he was drunk. <laughs> I mean, who, who would do that? It's a crowded race. I'm sitting on the bench in front of him, and he just spits tobacco on my head. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say to that. Oh, man, that's just gross, isn't it? I hope he got his life together. I never, <laughs> this is a weird side tangent. Great way to end the show. Yeah. Uh, my dad used to chew tobacco. Thankfully, uh-huh. he doesn't anymore. Uh, but he would uh, all the time spit in bottles and leave the bottles around. I remember that. Sundrop <laughs> bottles, usually, wasn't it? Uh, Sprite bottles. Sprite bottles. Because right. I, I used to drink a lot of Sprite all the time. <laughs> I don't know this is going. I remember yeah. this. So, so <laughs> he spit in a bottle. I didn't know it. I grabbed it <laughs> and took a swig. Oh, no. And I'm getting a little sick just thinking about it. It's, a, the, uh, it's the reaction as soon as that touches your tongue is you just vomit. I just vomited all over the place. I couldn't even control it. It just came right out. As soon as it touched my tongue, I just vomited everywhere. And on top of that, one time when I was really young and we used to have a station wagon and I would sit behind my dad when we were, the family was going somewhere. We were, I don't remember where we were at, but he <laughs> spit out the window once when we were in a parking lot and we we're still driving. He wasn't thinking. And he spit out the window and it came back and hit my face. <laughs> right in the eye and that burned forever. We both had really bad experiences with chewing tobacco. Yeah, I don't like it. I've never had a piece of tobacco yeah. in my mouth. And we both had terrible experiences. Yeah, I've, I don't like it at all because of what it's done to me. Now, in your dad's defense, <laughs> Sprite bottles are pretty clear. Yeah. You would think you would see the chewing I tobacco. wasn't blaming him either at all. I'm saying <laughs> I was just dumb and just picked it up. <laughs> Took it at face value. Oh, Sprout, sounds good. Yeah. Well, I think that's enough stories. I think so. I had another one I was going to tell, but we'll save it. Okay. Um, now I'm going to tell it because it's relevant. Go, please. I it's not as it. gross as yours. Okay. But uh, my parents used to, well, they still do actually, um, feed the hummingbirds. And hummingbirds drink really, really sweet sugar water, basically. Yeah. And dad 
He was so proud of himself, and that's the only reason that's even funny. He had a picture of this hummingbird food, and he put red food coloring in it, because supposedly the birds liked that. Um, and he had it in the refrigerator, and he really wanted me to drink this Kool-Aid, he called it. He said, here, Trevor, have some Kool-Aid. And I was just trusting. I was a pretty trusting kid. And he wouldn't let it go. Like, hey, drink this Kool-Aid. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> and it was just sugar water, but I just remember spitting it everywhere, because I... Like, I didn't know what he'd done to me. As soon as I took a drink, I knew something was wrong. Yeah, isn't it just Kool-Aid? But it was just sugar water. <laughs> yeah, that's but what yeah, Kool-Aid is. With no flavor. Yeah. That was a great story. I'm glad you said it. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. I think I'm going to end look where, we, look where we are today. See, all this abuse from our parents? Didn't, <laughs> yeah, it didn't do us yeah, in. Yeah. yeah, definitely abuse, for sure. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah. for listening. This has been Daytona, USA, for the Sega Saturn. Daytona! Blue Sky, go away. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, again, please uh, give us five stars on iTunes, even if you think, hey, why would I give five stars for this garbage? Mm-hmm. Do it anyway. <laughs> Be a kind person. Feedback. <laughs> we didn't give our fan feedback. Let's do it. <laughs> we do it now. You were about to hit the stop button. I was. I have a finger on the button. Actually, so, <laughs> wow, we're great. I love our show. Fan feedback. I'm going to go first because I already have it up. Go ahead. Here we go. All right. I put it up on my personal uh, Instagram, which is johnnyism28. I also put my art up there. Please go check it out. Uh, Kicked Out of the Hood said, Never played the console version, but I totally remember the arcade version and always wanted to turn around and drive the wrong way, and they wouldn't let you do it. Side note, though, you can totally do that in a Sega Saturn version. Oh, yeah. In both of them. Yep. So, well, I believe it's both of them. Definitely the championship. Yeah, we know that for a fact. So, on the Retro Bliss Instagram page, go follow us on there. I posted a picture of the game and uh, asked for any feedback. I did this in the middle of the night because I was working the third shift. Which, by the way, third shift is rough. If you don't have to do it, maybe reconsider. Um, but Toburutu is the only one that commented on there. And they commented twice. First they said, yeah. Then they said, very good game. Uh, I agree. Especially the music. Uh, then on Facebook, look for Retro Blist. We have... Um, comments that I'm looking for as we speak. I'm <laughs> clicking. Okay. So I asked for comments on Retro Bliss Facebook page. Bobby Capobianco. Never heard of him. Said he wore that one out for sure. It wasn't much of a racing game as far as variety. I still play it whenever I see the arcade version around. And like I was saying, I really want to make it our goal to find at least some version of the arcade version. Yeah, of the new one especially. Yeah. So Andrew Coed said it was a fun game. It's one of the games that immediately come to mind when I think of the Saturn. I never owned it, but I did rent it a few times. The best racing game on the Saturn was Sega Rally Championship, but it was still fun. Don't want to give it away, but I'm very inclined to possibly agree with Andrew Coed. Perhaps. On Sega Rally. Perhaps. So, um, so I don't know if I want to read this next comment. It's kind of it's kind of hurtful. Um, but I'll do it. Is it more hurtful than what we say to ourselves? Well, it's just because it comes from a fan. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> just kidding. Christopher Kellogg. Oh, he's not a fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christopher Kellogg, who I think makes some of the best cereal. Around. I would have to agree with that. Uh, he said, no memories. But I he just stop there. Yeah, no memories. So he has amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> he says he... Uh, you probably don't even remember writing this. <laughs> no. No memories, but I swear I saw advertisements in a gaming magazine somewhere. The game looks amazing. It literally looks like the arcade game. I'll jump in and say, 
pretty close, especially for the championship edition. Yeah, it's been forever since I've seen it in the arcade, yeah. though, so it's hard for me to pretty remember. Pretty impressive for yeah. an early 3D system. Uh, blah, blah, blah. He says, I can't wait to hear about it from the third best retro podcast. Dot, dot, dot. After Genesis Gems and Two Dudes. Dot, 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 dot. Just kidding. You guys are my favorites. Oh, well, now I don't know which one's true. <laughs> I know. He's playing with our hearts. Yeah, because those are two uh, pretty well-known podcasts above ours. So I, I did have to respond to him because, you know, you leave a hurtful comment yeah. like that. Yeah, we needed the attention. <laughs> As a Christopher Kellogg, we may be third rank in many areas, but we'll always be number one at pronunciations. Yep. <laughs> we pronounce everything correctly. We do, always. So Christopher Kellogg, I don't know if you think we're third best or your third favorites. Rate. Maybe we're third rate. <laughs> third rate out of the three podcasts you listen to. Not yeah. bad. That's pretty good. Yeah. Hey, we're, we made the top three. That's pretty good. That's better yeah. than other podcasts in the yeah. top three. No, it's not. <laughs> if we can't be number one, we're nothing. So. Well, I guess we're nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that solves it. Well, you heard it here first. Retro Bliss, we're nothing. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And as always, remember, we're in various states of decay and dread. But you can try to, to remedy that by giving us some feedback and give us sending us some love our way. We're sad people. I'm hitting the end now. Let's go away. They don't. Uh-